0: Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook add a cuppa and join me in the social to room. Hello, um, good afternoon, good morning, depending on when you're listening to it. Welcome to the Sociology Staff Room. I'm Katie Tyler, and we're going to be talking to Rita today about, uh, this is a, a conversation that we have literally no control over, but it's just a good one to ponder. Should sociology be compulsory for students? So we're just going to discuss it. And I think, weirdly, I've been talking that a few times between other teachers that have been on the podcast before, uh, students as well, and even just colleagues and friends. So um, it's just great to just discuss I know that we we are not responsible for this but it's sometimes good sometimes to have a discussion and have a debate and you know you know it might filter through into the wider sociology conversational community um so first of all thank you hello and do you want to mind just tell us a little about yourself uh, Rita obviously I know that you're a sociology teacher I just put a context I saw so soci- uh, you uh, Rita, at one of our grade boosters but I
1: know you're a sociology teacher so tell us yeah. a bit more about that Um, So I'm a sociology teacher. I teach GCSE and A-level. We do the AQA spec. Um, I'm the head of sociology at my current school and um, I'm the co-head of humanities department. So we have sociology in humanities. I know that sociology bounces around departments. So here we have sociologies in humanities. So I lead on the sociology here at this school. Oh, amazing. Yeah, you're so right. It does bounce around. I think it's been in humanities it's sometimes
0: just separate with social sciences and and so on and and teachers come from different backgrounds we always taught sociology because we seem to have a history of students uh, teachers either taking it as a student um but have not actually come in through maybe history
1: or geography I think economics law so I feel like I'm one of the, the rare teachers that did sociology through and through um I'm I've recently moved school so I'm actually teaching in this very classroom where i learned sociology myself at gcse and then i Amazing. followed to a level did sociology degree did my pgce in sociology and now i'm just finished up my masters in education and social policy so i sociology oh. masters
0: as well. oh cool yeah where do i have interest where are you doing that kings Oh, cool. Yeah. I've like, So a lot of teachers that sort of do that, I, I took mine in sociology of education and master, but um uh, but yeah, it's just interesting like how sort of, like you said, most teachers sort of are very quite rare in the sense that they've just done sociology all the way through. Yeah. So yeah, first of all, let's go back to what we we're going to talk about, which is sociology be compulsory. So what was going, like, what's your thoughts on that then? Like what made you come up with that as
1: a discussional point? So because I, I'm in, I obviously teach in London, particularly South London, um, so I teach in areas of high social economic deprivation um, and I feel like sociology can always be a bit of a handbook for some students to navigate their way through the education system and then through life and um, I also feel like that where there are students that are of a particular advantage they're highlighted to that advantage and are able to hold a little bit more empathy so i feel like that sociology gives everybody something that they will be using in their adult life and i think with education policies that have been happening, particularly over the last 10 years, the main focus is, what are we doing to equip students for adult life? And we've had policies change and modify to try and get that preparation there, because it's been highlighted through so many times that employers are not happy with, I guess, the quality of person that is arriving at their door. And I think that sociology, enables that to actually happen, um, particularly. So at a previous school, I won't obviously name who, but at a previous school, the ethos was to create social mobility. Um, And I thought that was amazing. Our subject is the only subject that actually has the word social mobility in the specification. But unfortunately I had left there at one point and because I had left, they then took it off the curriculum which is quite difficult for me because that's where i think well if this was on the curriculum as a whole in general they would be achieving their goal of creating that social mobility for these students does that make sense
0: yeah no definitely like it's those little conversations that i think like when I for me when i first started taking sociology it was the conversations that i was already having to myself, or the thoughts I was having to myself, but actually there wasn't the vocabulary to apply to it, um, and it was like a oh my goodness moment. Like as in, I'm not like some strange person that's having these really strange thoughts. That actually there is a school of thought that has those those questions around society. Um, so yeah, it yeah. definitely makes sense. I mean, I suppose my only thing, and I totally, I, I'm as passionate as I, I can mm-hmm. hear in your voice as well. Your passion for sociology, <laughs> um, and I t- definitely echo that. Like I feel that I think we've had a guest on before that has spoken about that sociology is more than just the subject. Um, and he was talking about um, the fact that it's, it gives us that moral compass that other subjects mm. may, may not have. I'm not saying all subjects don't have that moral compass, mm. but we spend so much time thinking about disadvantaged groups. We, we think about social policy and the application of that. We call out the inequalities that are in society and question that. And it is more than just a subject where we're just teaching content, that it's a far, uh, more enriching course than mm. than probably other subjects may or may not have. Um my my question around that the sort of compulsory bit is what might be lost as a result of making sociology compulsory because obviously we've got so much theory and so many concepts and so much like uh, um exploration around po- um politics. What might be the counter argument for that? Because I think it's a, like in principle I think it's a great idea and I taught GCC sociology as well um and then I think about you know what the risks if we did it did do it as a compulsory subject would that all wonder disappear because I you know like when they first take GCSE or a-level sociology they're like like that like as in are we allowed to talk about this stuff or you know I don't know that's what I felt like when I took it and sometimes when I teach it to my students um yeah what would be lost as a result and is there an argument for not teaching it or Because obviously the same thing is that not every student will take A-level sociology, Mm. or GCSE sociology, so they're going to end up going into society not necessarily having the skills that sociology offer. Um, Mm.
1: Yeah, so what's the counter-argument for that? So I think we're thinking about the counter-argument in terms of so- sociology, when it's introduced at GCSE, mm. it, it seemed is quite niche and quite almost special. And I feel like mm. students feel special when they do start taking it. Mm. I think they think that they feel mature for having these discussions and being allowed to take part in these discussions. But um, I also feel that that fuels to the taboo of having these discussions openly. Mm. Similarly, when we was looking at, for example, like the SRE curriculum, the sexual relationship um, education curriculum, there was taboo around, you know, speaking about opening about transgender, there was taboo around um, your sexuality and introducing that in an earlier stage in an appropriate manner allowed those conversations to happen to ultimately allow for the diversity of society. And I think it's about that taking away the taboo of particular um discussion points within society to allow those conversations to formulate earlier and i feel like that i mean i don't want to compare our education system to any anywhere else but for education systems for example in the us they have forums and societies where students head up these um, places that they're passionate about and they are openly discuss these points and um, they contribute to these points and i think if we equip our students earlier to open up these discussions then we might have more students that are more invested into their education system or more invested into contributing to society so in essence i didn't answer your question about what uh, what are the backlashes and the taboos because as a true sociologist i've flipped it back around mm-hmm. But I can understand that there might be hesitancy in terms of it is a content-heavy curriculum. There can be lots to get through. And are young minds ready for the discussions and the arguments? Um, but like the RE curriculum, looking at conflict within religious groups, like the SRE curriculum, where we have debunked myths and taboos and created curriculum so that are age-appropriate and friendly is something that i feel we could do for sociology it might not be sociology it might be citizenship integration it might be diversity leadership it might be social studies but an element of identifying where social inequalities are in society and how students feel about that should be an important part of moving through the curriculum
0: yeah, no, I and no, I hear you on that because I mean I've I'm old enough to remember the citizenship curriculum as well, and that obviously there was pros and cons around that in it, mm. in itself, um, and then sort of obviously where it was it was coming from. What I mean, what might be I suppose what would be the argument might be um, that PSHE does that, so people might say, well, we don't need sociology because we've got PSHE already, um, and PSHE covers. Uh, those inequalities already. What be an argument either for or against that?
1: I don't know.
0: Doesn't, I'm,
1: just, I'm, trying, I'm trying to pose a debate I mean, on this one. Because I, mean, I think PSHE identifies diversity. I think that's the main thing PSHE does when it comes, if we're looking at this social element, it mm. identifies diversity. But what it's not doing is looking at Okay, amongst this diversity, who has more power and who doesn't have more power and what does that do to the society, how do you feel about this, what does that do to policy, how can we change policies, I think it doesn't open up the broader scope of the what's and how's and the evaluative skills um, that we use in sociology, but how we look at our own policies, and I think you know these things will contribute to being an active member of our society particularly when it comes to things like voting um and understanding what people are voting for because a lot of our policies are you know to advantage particular areas of society and if we don't know who or what is at a disadvantage then we can't look at the next thing Mm.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I, mean, I pose that as a question because I know that some people might say that in the sense that like PSHE does an element of that, and I think I suppose with the nature of PSHE, it obviously looks at like facts as well, like just health, and mm. quality, like health and how yeah. to respond to that, or there might be, you know, there isn't. This quite they've got lots of different elements to it, um, and yeah. so, like. It might not be, like, say, for example, I'm just thinking about something that might be talking in PSHU, it might be vaping, but it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily tell you, well, why do certain social groups are more likely to be into vaping? Um, mm-hmm. If there is, I don't know if there's any data on that, or smoking and, like, health disadvantages mm-hmm. um, or risky behaviour. So it's almost like a sort of generic, oh, well, let's look at risky uh, choices in society. Yeah. But it's almost, like you said, it's quite generic. It's, like, highlighting them. It doesn't say, well, actually, certain social groups are more likely to be disadvantaged by Mm risk-taking behaviour because of the way society works and there isn't that just debate I think you were saying that's that's there. Um, Like you mentioned before sort of emotional immaturity of students what I mean I suppose it's like what you said earlier is if we skill how do we avoid that I mean then Mm -hmm. we could obviously skill up students um, Mm -hmm. with things that are age appropriate. Is there a way that schools because obviously there is no there is no policy to bring Mm -hmm. sociology as a compulsory subject there's so much in sociology like I was thinking off the top of my head we just had a guest uh not so long ago talking about anti-racism but Mm. yeah if we're talking about anti-racism um I don't in year 10 11 12 or 13 it potentially that's a little bit late do you know what I mean like Mm. as in you know a lot of the debates that we should be talking about or talking about as you said inequalities around power um -hmm. you know that's quite a late time so how if we haven't got a system to obviously teach sociology at lower school and it isn't a compulsory subject how what's your how can we do that how can we start embedding it earlier so like if we do some I appreciate some people teach in post-16 um, environments at like colleges but say if you work mm-hmm. in a school because um, you know you might run a society but some of the stuff in sociology isn't age-appropriate so um, just because the debate is quite um, sensitive so mm-hmm. some of the stuff is, is okay for year 10, 11, 12, and 13 but how do you start
1: mm-hmm. bringing
0: sociology lower down in the school um, in in an appropriate way where there is no policy at the moment to bring sociology as a subject Mm. you know
1: I think a good point to start is bringing in potentially external groups that are obviously invested in their area of disadvantage. So for example, in previous schools, I brought in groups um, that weren't necessarily for sociology lessons, but for whole year groups, where they would look at our rights and our qualities um, for um, people that weren't able to express them for themselves. So they were advocacy groups, so people that were of um, that had mental disabilities and things like that so there by bringing that in by bringing a group in clearly highlights that this is a disadvantaged group because they have support for something so i think it could be bringing in groups to identify and explain how we're supporting these people Um, it could be just acknowledging forums of students where there has been a disadvantage that has taken place but they might not know that that's happened or they've not been able to speak about that that that's happened Um, it's about looking at some experiences, I think, is the first and foremost for sociology. Looking at how these experiences, you know, change us and how we view society. And then, like you said, when you get into the class, it's like, oh, that's a thing. That's mm. actually a key term. That's a study that's happened. And this is true. And that happens in my class. Students say, oh, miss, that's real because that happened to me or I've seen this happen, but that's a thing that we can now name. But that is being highlighted earlier on, so they can draw on their experiences. Yeah, I mean, as you're thinking, I was thinking straight off, like,
0: maybe, you know, schools could create that working body of of teachers, Mm -hmm. because obviously, you know, obviously, like, PSHE is there as a compulsory subject. You've got RS um, or RE lower down the school, Mm -hmm. you've got humanities subjects. And it's maybe creating those networks of of humanities teachers more often than not that are working cross-curricular and bringing in like knowing that there's going to be a needed a guest speaker for mm. PSHE or RE, RE or something mm. that has a sociology background um I think that you know it's like you said putting on those experiences and uh, I think some of those experiences can be filtered in lower down the school as well um yeah. to, the thing to start those
1: I don't know any teacher <laughs> an element of the sociology of education Mm. this is something as teachers we have to learn about so that we Mm. can you know avoid our biases within the classroom so this means that all teachers or at least majority of teachers in schools have had some kind of training around the the sociology of education around the inequalities within the classroom. So all teachers would be able to contribute or create some kind of forum or society that can lead on these, you know, social justice um, initiatives that can be propelled through the lower years, you know, Mm -hmm. because just because they don't take it to GCSE, doesn't mean that they shouldn't be equipped for when they get there. We're one of the only subjects that is a brand new subject so it's a lot to kind of start in the first term we've got history geography re and languages that are not all taken at gcse so i can't see why sociology couldn't be one of those subjects that are embedded within the curriculum up until year nine mm, definitely like sort
0: of, uh, those discussions with other subjects like you said and also i was thinking like as you were talking i was just bouncing some ideas in my own head is thinking like you know obviously you said all teachers will have some sociology of education in their background, Mm -hmm. but I wonder how many, I suppose it's like, obviously you can't answer that as the representative Mm -hmm. of everyone, but I wonder how many sociology teachers are having those conversations with the senior leadership team who are either responsible for pupil premium, cultural capital, um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying you know, saying, um, you know, aim higher obviously that's got gone, gone now but the sudden trouble mm. of stretching and challenging those students that are first generation university students how much are, are sociology teachers informing the the practice of the whole school mm. structure I don't know I, I just thought of that as my head because I was thinking well obviously like you I think you said right at the beginning we talk about social mobility. we also talk about social uh, cultural capital mm. obviously in a different way that uh, maybe it's been interpreted um but There is so much of sociology in education and how Mm. schools are are monitored around Mm. lots of elements of sociology. You know, Mm. the names change to disadvantaged groups in society. So we don't really talk about Mm. low-income families; talk about disadvantaged groups in society. Mm. I wonder how many sociology teachers. I know that I'm not. I mean, I don't know how many people are like. I wonder how many people are having those conversations on that. Unless they're all members of SLT. But yeah, and, yeah they're,
1: they're already members of SLT. In my previous post, I was a member of SLT, so I was able mm. to have those conversations. Um but you're right, it it's such an enormous task to kind mm. of take on and have those conversations with with um leaders and head teachers. And then I mean, with all if, if I had a perfect world, obviously, then we might be introducing other job roles within schools. Previously, um, I was in discussions with a with a head teacher around a job role which was specific about social research and so the research of education. Ooh. So essentially, that's a sociologist in school looking at the research that's out there and that's coming and how we embed that into school, into our curriculum. And i think that's wonderful because that is what we do need to be doing we need to be looking at research that's out there and policies that are out there and embedding that into our curriculum and into school but of course there's no budget for that for schools to be hiring a a research scientist for for our curriculum and then it is left down to the, the sociology teacher and it is left down to the humanities department or social science department then that's when they're Overstretched and not able to contribute as much or how they would like to. So, I guess not many teachers are having these discussions with their head teachers, um, but I feel like there should be more. Yeah, it does make me think because
0: obviously we talked about the, st- the students um, having that sociological knowledge mm-hmm. early on and it being filtered into the curriculum because obviously we don't have it as a compulsory subject and there's lots of ways we can do that like through network groups, forums, like you said, looking at existing curriculums and seeing where sociology can be embedded and, and, and sort of talking to, to other teachers about that. But obviously there's sort of the, the sort of student level, but also there's also the management level or the leadership yeah. level where those conversations and I suppose like soci- sociology is a nuke. I know we're biased, yeah. but I appreciate that, that mm-hmm. we're sort of saying how great it is, we're in a quite a unique position in the sense that our subject is looking at stuff that schools are yeah. looking at, like, you know, yeah. we, we cover the marketisation of education, talk about privatisation, all of these aspects, we look at the inequalities, why certain groups are underachieving achieving or achieving, yeah. uh, different, how identities are formed and how we can combat um, stigmas that happen within the classroom. Um, so there's so much scope for sociology, it's sort of like, a discuss- I suppose a different discussion point is. What is the scope of of a sociology yeah. teacher within a school? Um, yeah. And maybe I'll just hold that onto my thought in my head because I know that you also are busy in a minute and going off, off to teach. But it's like, yes, how do we make should sociology be compulsory?
1: Um,
0: I suppose it's I elements element of it
1: compulsory yeah. an sure. yeah. and, and I, I think it should be for all teachers to kind of be a part of and not just the sociology teacher. Mm. You know, sometimes I feel like that this education of sociology that we learn when we train to be teachers gets forgotten about as soon as we get into the classroom. I feel like it's one of those C P D checklists that are, you know, performed and we, we we show that we can do it through, you know, our observations and things like that. But I don't feel like that it continues for all teachers. Mm throughout their teaching practice. and I think we could have a look at potentially ensuring that that does happen. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like,
0: you know, where where's the scope for sociology in teaching, as in teaching, like not just mm. as a sociology teacher and the subjects and the content, but where's the scope for sociology in teaching? I did briefly speak to someone about pedagogy and how sociological ped- pedagogy is not as popular at the moment and like uh, the more cognitive approach is more popular at the moment uh with like uh, memory models and stuff like that but actually that's only one part of the picture because if you're disadvantaged and you're, you know we saw the data with covid and that students that are from low-income families um mm. are less likely to do well well actually if we ignore that the social context and just focus on like let's just remember stuff and that's how people's brain works there's not mm. one without the other they sort of co- yeah. co-exist to each other I thought I have spoken about lots around this and I'm like oh my gosh there's so much more to talk there's about so much, um, yeah. but yeah I think it's definitely food for thought is for for teachers to think about how we can embed sociology lower down in the curriculum even if you just teach it at key stage four or five um mm. and there's definitely more scope for that for sure so yeah absolutely Oh, thank you for your time. I'm just, I'm looking at that clock and I'm thinking, I know yeah. you're going off to teach. Um, <laughs> thank you ever so much and hope we oh, pick up the question again and love to see how your uh, social policy is. It's an interesting year for you as well, doing the social policy. So there will be lots yeah, going on Yeah, Oh, so, yeah. yeah. next year, particularly. <laughs> <room>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. You, take, right. care. Take, you. take care. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye. The Sociology Staff Room is brought to you by Tutor2U Sociology. Find us at tutor forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutor2u_soc or Instagram at tutor2u_soc. You, you can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.